Hello and welcome to the final whistle with me, Daniel Watterson, looking back at Sunday's 5-0 draw against Rangers at Easterwood. Coming up in this episode, James, Danny and myself discuss the match. We have post-match reaction from Neil Lennon and Scott Allen. But first, let's remind ourselves of the action with Hibs TV's Cliff Pike and Danny Gobraith. You might want to get comfortable for this one. Sleevka forward, plays the ball into the box. McLaren has the penalty kick. Slow Camberry, second penalty in as many games, steps up. The ball into the roof of the net beyond Jack Annick. And after nine minutes, Hibs have the lead here at Easter Road. Back for Stevenson. Puts the ball towards the back post area. Nice ball in, chance there, it's in the back of the net again! Lovely knock back by McIntyre Sleepka. And it was. Was it Aunt Camberry or Alan? Uh, uh, it was Alan, Alan, a great. Alan, yeah. uh, just as soon as uh, the ball got whipped in, they just see Andy Halliday had no idea where Sleefka was. Nope. And Sleefka, to be fair to him, absolutely brilliant, unselfish play just to head it back. And Alan there just to prod it home. Absolutely brilliant goal. To Stevenson in space, whips the ball across. McLaren climbs! Oh. And it's not for three for the Bernian! Jamie McLaren! What a delivery again from Lewis Stevenson! And Jamie McLaren climbs and nods the ball into the corner of the net! And after 21 minutes, it's hits three Rangers now! We've got strength in numbers here, Rangers. It's played out in the far side. Hope whips the ball back. Tavernier knocks the ball into the net! Turn at the edge of the box by Murphy. Into the path now. A Rossiter chance again for Rangers. It's 3 2. Alves it is that fancies this one. He's going to hit it right footed. What a finish from the Portuguese. We're all square. Hibs three, Rangers three. Cummings held on to it too long. Chance here for Rangers though. It's Rossiter. Ball's in the back of the net. Deflects in, I think, off Effie Ambrose. Tavernier flicks into the path of Hope. Goes for the shot. It's deflected again. And after 68 minutes, it's Hibs three, Rangers five. McGinn does well to find Sleefka. Chance for McLaren. He scores. Hibs four, Rangers five. The goals keep coming if nothing else. And that's a good finish from Jamie McLaren. Well worked through by Vikinta's sleeve cut. And McLaren buries it in the bottom left-hand corner. And with 69 minutes gone, it's Hibs 4, Rangers 5. In the near side now for Barker. Barker will drive towards the byline. Ghosts past Tavernier. Chance here, it's in the net! And it's a hat-trick for Jamie McLaren! <laughs> and Hibs are all square. And there's still a couple of minutes left here, Danny. This ain't finished yet. Neil Lennon enjoyed that one. Yeah, <laughs> Neil Lennon with a better celebration than McLaren, I think. Yeah. The aeroplane away over to the Rangers fans. I'm sure they'll not be happy, but you can see what it means to him. Right. I I have no idea where to begin. No idea. Um, Danny, you are the professional footballer out of the three of us. So I feel it's it's only fair to let you sum up that, that, that entire game for us from a professional was stance. Like, it was like three games in one. I mean, uh, it's one of those games that you look at as a a point gained or, or or two points dropped, which or you know in the grand scheme of things, really does it mean a lot. Um, so no, just a incredible game of football, really. I mean, uh, Hibs came out the traps flying, got themselves a three-goal lead and somehow, less than an hour later, we're 5-3 down. Uh, showed great character to come back, it must be said, and you know, it was good to see, um, you know, realistically, they were never going to finish third place uh, going into the, this game due to the goal deficit. So, no, it, was, it would have been a travesty if they'd lost the game. So, it was good to see 
to see them finish the game on a bit more of a high note and uh, see the manager and enjoying himself. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't, honestly don't really know where to go with that. Like, I don't know if it's a good result or a, a bad result. Um, to be honest, I think it's. I think it's a good result. I mean, like five all is an incredible scoreline. Beggars belief, like it's just unbelievable. Like, yeah, it's just an incredible scoreline. Um, incredible end to the season and. I mean, I think the least Hibs deserved today was a point. Um, I mean, the first 20 minutes were absolutely brilliant, and after that, you know, things get a little bit crazy. Um, but you kind of you feel a little bit that you know, giving away a three-goal lead is bad. Obviously, it's bad. You know, it's not great in any way, shape, or form. But I suppose, given the way the game ended, uh, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I. Um, there's no point kind of mucking about we've got plenty to discuss so three changes for Hibs um, out go Barker Martin Boyle had a slight hamstring niggle so he was out and Darren McGregor dropped uh, Slivka came in Dylan McGee started Jamie McLaren came back into the side um, Hibs went back to 3-5-2 um, after the kind of the failed change at Tynecastle but they flew out the traps um, early chance Flo Camberry is, puts it wide he does well to get the chance for himself and then I think it's about the fifth minute I didn't see the foul, I must admit. Um, I seen Jamie McLaren go down, I seen Andrew Dallas point to the spot. Flo Camberry for second penalty in four days, absolutely brilliant. Kills customer in the room. Um, I don't know, did you see the incident back, Danny? I seen it back, yeah, it was a penalty. Um, I've no idea what the Rangers defender Bates was doing. It was actually a great spot by the referee. Um, Slifka putting the ball into a dangerous area, but I think that the goalkeeper was, was gathering it. Um, you know, no problem at all, but it just Bates slight tug on uh, McLaren meant he, he couldn't you know, make his run for the ball and uh, quite rightly point, pointed to the spot I don't know if there's a question where it should be a red card because I mean, it is a foul in the box it's a foul right in um, you know, right in front of the goal I mean obviously McLaren doesn't have the ball under control but I mean do you see that as, as being a last man challenge? Uh, no because with the new double jeopardy rule you can't be sent off um, uh, if you give the penalty as well so I, th- I think uh, you know, previously it would have been a, a sending off um, he was the last man, but I think once the referee gave, gave the, the penalty kick, um, the, new, the new law meant that you know Bates would live to fight another day. Yeah, it's a fantastically confident uh, penalty um, in the end by Flo Camberry. I mean, he's only taken the net off. I actually thought he'd skied it because it seemed to take an age to actually hit the back of the net. I thought he'd put it over the bar, but a brilliant penalty, two brilliant penalties in the uh, space of a few days for, for Camberry. And, yeah. Great way to start the game. Yeah, and from there, Hibs just proceeded to. It was an absolute onslaught. Um, Camberry had a chance, tight angle, good save from Jack Almwick. Um, Jamie McLaren had a chance to get through one on one, but his first touch just let him down a little bit. Um, Sean Goss was booked not long after that. There's a well worked free kick right from the training ground that leads to about two or three shots blocked before it goes out for a corner. And then the second comes on the 18th minute, I believe. Um, Lewis Stevenson puts in a, a great ball but afforded all the time in the world but puts in a great cross Slivka I've been talking up his sort of composure the last few weeks when he's featured lovely little knockdown and it's it's great fight from Scott Allen to get in ahead and, and tap that one home As it was a really well worked goal you know, a brilliant delivery and Slivka as you say really composed and unselfish just to, to not go for goal himself and knock it back and you know Allen uh, desperate to get something on it just manages to to sort of prod it um, past the goalkeeper and cut Hibs off to an absolute flyer. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a player you kind of associate with um, with those types of goals. Scott Allen, you know, we're putting um, putting himself in where it hurts. 
Um, but it's, he's done really well there. He's been brave to actually get in and, and get a touch on the ball. Um, Vikint Aslivka I thought was fantastic today. Um, I think, you know, in sort of line with the rest of the Hibs team in the second half, he, he you know, wasn't quite as uh, as prominent. But the first, you know, 20, 30 minutes of this game, um, I thought he was the best player on the pitch. Um, I thought he was absolutely outstanding. He gave Andy Halliday and uh, left back for Rangers absolutely no time at all. Um, and, and that was just another example of um, you know the fact that I think there is a player in there. Um, it, I think at times this season we might not have seen it, but you know there is there is a good player in there, and I think it's a, a good find that we we have for next season. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of important because it'll get lost in amongst the the rest of the madness of this game. That Slivkas came on and scored against Celtic. He came on and he was an assured head at Tynecastle when things were just going a little bit panicky, um, and then again today the the composure and. It, Lennon's already said after the Hearts game that McGeeus away he was doing his own solo lap of honour it's looking fairly ominous but if we're needing a, a cam head in midfield I think we've got a ready made replacement sitting on there in Vikinta Slivka Yeah I think Slivka is, is a good player I think uh, you know, p- possibly um, him actually playing in McGeeock's role in that holding role would potentially suit him um, You know where he can get on the ball he's, he's not you wouldn't say probably um, you know the most mobile, but I'm saying that playing wide on the right today was excellent. You know, really, uh, really impressive performance and and gave uh, Andy Halliday all sorts of problems. So, you know, he's uh, he's done himself no harm at all. And you need to remember that you know this is a completely new environment for him as well. Um, you know, I think uh, it takes pl- uh, foreign players especially time to to bed into the the style of football. And I think uh, over the course of his first full season, he can be fairly happy with you know how he's performed. I mean, it sounds almost kind of you know too basic or too even sort of childish to say, um, but you know, I suppose there's a reason that you know somebody at Juventus looked at him and and took him on. Um, you know, it's he clearly kind of has that composure. It's maybe a question of consistency for him. Um, you know, he's, he's come on in the game against Celtic here um, and, and the game against Rangers at Ibrox, and you know, obviously here today and played really well. But I think. Um, you know, it's been the games other than that that he's not perhaps you know showing the same you know kind of creativity and composure on the ball. But I mean that'll come with with game time. That'll come with experience. Um, you know he's, he's obviously had a couple of months out injured as well, um, and you know that, that kind of thing. It does come with uh, with like I say, you know, getting him as many ninety minutes under your belt as, as you can. Yeah, and then two minutes later, maybe not even um, Lewis Stevenson again afforded all the time in the world puts in another fantastic cross. Um, but can't talk up enough on this podcast how much Lewis has added to his game in terms of going forward but a lot of credit to Jamie McLaren it's a brilliant glancing header as well Hibs are 3-0 up they need 6 to get third place and I think the stadium at that point was starting to kind of think this could happen were you thinking the same thing? I was thinking the same because Rangers were all over the place and Hibs looked like they would score every time they attacked I mean up until that point I don't think Rangers had had you know a, a noteworthy attack. Never mind a clear chance, um, and just you know it was an incredible start. And you had to really think that there was a chance for how all over the place Rangers were and how how well Hibs were playing. They were knocking the ball about great, creating chances at will and flooding players forward. Um, ultimately, their gung ho approach probably came back to bite them. It was just you know a killer blow with a. Rangers getting that first goal especially because it, it did take the wind out of the Hibs sails and um, it's just so difficult when you're approaching a game that way you need a slight a slight bit of fortune sometimes and you know Rangers first chance they scored from 
and it was just so disappointing that it was probably 10-15 seconds from Whitaker nearly scoring uh, at the other end from a corner to make it 4-0 and it's a really soft goal to concede and I think uh, that's the most you know, disappointing aspect of it all. It's, it is that, you know, exactly as Danny's saying, it's very fine margins. Um, you know, Rangers get the goal back, which is a good goal, it's a good counter-attack. Um, it's a really, it's actually a really nice bit of play right at the end. Um, Candias, you know, sort of rolling it back into Tavernier. Um, Hibs obviously don't track the run and, and he puts it in the bottom corner but you know as Danny said minutes before that Stephen Whitaker's got a flick on the header um, he does really well to get up and, and get it but on another day you know that goes into the top corner or it goes back across the box where one touch is going to send it in um, but I mean at that point you know the game had, had really opened up and you kind of you don't want to say that you felt we were going to go in and destroy them at that point but you kind of felt that there was an opportunity to go and do that um, it kind of put me in mind a little bit of the, the 4-0 game we had here um, back in Alan Stubbs first season yeah, yeah. Was, I think it was just after Christmas wasn't yeah. it um, where we came absolutely flying out the traps um, we were in 4-0 in the end it probably could have been 5 or 6 on that day you know, so it, it's frustrating in a way you know the way things kind of turn on on that but at the same time I'm sure it sounds kind of odd to say now but I'm sure in about 5-10 years time there'll be the 20,000 Hibs fans who were here today um, and you know the others are watching at home will look back at that first 20 minutes and they might see that as almost like kind of the apex of that team because the first 20 minutes of that game we were absolutely brilliant I suppose kind of that's one of the things where you go if we could have kept up that intensity for the full um, the full 90 minutes then maybe it would have been different but you, know, you can't fault the performance for that period in the first half. More reaction with James and Danny shortly, but let's hear the post-match thoughts of Neil Lennon speaking with Cliff. Neil, where did we start? Well, we started the first 27, 28 minutes where we were just unbelievably good. Um, went for it, which is what I wanted, and we were fantastic. To be 3-0 up after 27, I couldn't ask any more. I think the Rangers' first goal, you could see our energy levels drop a little bit and body language change. Um, we almost went 4-0 up and then go up and score because we lost our discipline a little bit. I get that. It wasn't, today wasn't about really defending, it was trying to score as many goals yeah. as possible. So um, I think the fans went home very, very happy and delighted that we showed a lot of character with the way we came back from 5-3 down. And um, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but we needed the fourth goal, <laughs> just to make sure. But uh, look, I think, uh, I think that the game epitomised our season. You know, apart from the defending, of course, free flowing, you know, good football, goals, and the punters getting what they want, you know, getting value for money. You've said on several occasions since you've been here how much this club's got under your skin, and I think the way you celebrated that equalising goal at the end just showed how much that's the case. Yeah, look, it's a great club, and it's a privilege to be the manager here, and um, I was just delighted for the fans. That, we could get something out of the game. I'm delighted for the players because they deserve something out of the game. And obviously, I was getting a little bit of stick from the away support, so it was nice to um, celebrate the goal in that fashion. We finished fourth. We know that you were disappointed. I'd like to finish third or second, but the challenge there is to build on that for next season. You've always threatened me as a sort of character that likes a challenge. There's going to be a challenge in rebuilding the squad a little bit because you've got a few players going back to parent clubs and so on. I'm sure that's a challenge you're up for. It's a massive challenge, yeah. It's 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 a little bit frustrating that we have to do the rebuilding after two really good years. Mm -hmm. But it's just the reality of it. And um, 
you know, the, the, the players who are here on loan, I think the club has been so good for them. They've been good for the club, but in terms of the profile and, you know, the, the performances that they've played and the style of football, I think they'll look back on this period of the career as probably one of the fondest of the career. Club's great, you know, good city, great support. And the young players who maybe lost their way a little bit and Hibs have given them uh, an opportunity to show what they can do and they've certainly done that. So that in itself is a great advertisement for the club in terms of attracting other players. I think someone like Scott Allen that we spoke to just a few moments ago said that he's loved every minute of his spell here since he's been back at the club. He feels he's become a better player since he's come back to the club. He's scoring goals, which is something he's added to his game. So that speaks volumes in trying to get these boys back here. Flo Camberry and Jamie McLaren as well. You take a gamble on them in January. They've repaid that. I'm sure they would love to come back as well. Well, we'd love to have them back. You know, there's no question. That. I mean, we know we have an option on Flo, um, but it may have boiled down to finances. Jamie. That's out of our control, you know, with the arms that um, and what else, the Slovenian scoring goals, he'd probably walk back into the first team. And Barker is the same in terms of, you know, he's an exciting young talent and he's Man City's player and they may want to cash in on him and maybe just a little bit too rich for us. In terms of Scotty, again, that's a complicated one because he's Celtic's player and um, I think Brendan's already intimated that they may want to move him on, but again, there's going to be a hefty fee involved, I'm sure. But, um, Again, it's been a joy working with them. A real joy, you know. Really good. It's good to see good footballers play good football. There's been work done, obviously. You said on Wednesday night. There's been work done towards next season already. But from your point of view and the players' point of view, after a season like that, the effort, and certainly since the split, you know, I was looking at the table since the split. 13 games, we were top of the table with 30 mm. points. Celtic next on 27. It's been a phenomenal effort. And everybody maybe deserves just a, a couple of weeks break just to chill, chill out. Yeah, I mean, George is sending me, we'll be in on Monday. I said, oh, will we? <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll be right. I just need to stick my head above the water for a breather for a couple of days. And um, I think we should reflect, first of all, on what's been a, an excellent season on and off the field. Mm -hmm. I think it's really healthy, the club. And then look to build, you know. Um, it's going to be difficult to replicate what we've done this season. You know, I think the injuries will be stronger. In Aberdeen, you know, and hopefully, look, I'm not really trying to preempt the, the cup final, you know, it, whoever wins, wins, you know, but we may have a chance of being in Europe, and that will obviously may play a factor in uh, attracting players as well. Obviously, when you're Steven Gerrard, is going to be at Rangers in the season, so that has a new sort of dimension to their side of things, but... He'd have been hiding behind the couch, maybe watching that today. He might well have been the first players he used to sign or some of the defenders, <laughs> not many on show today. No. But at the end of the day, as we've said, you know, from your point of view, looking at it, that's a big challenge eh? you know, to put yourself up against guys of that calibre. I'm sure you, you Listen, see the challenge and it's there for you. Everything's a big, you know, you know, where we are, it's a big challenge, you know, if we want to try and, you know, make the top four again. Because the, the clubs are just bigger resources than us. And I don't make a big issue of resources. You, you work within your means and you make the best of it. I think we've certainly done that this year. And it's been ably accompanied by unbelievable support. Unbelievable, you know, home and away. Unbelievable support, so long may that continue. I'm sure they speak on behalf of that support. It's Neil saying it's been an absolute pleasure this season speaking to you and the performances on the pitch. And hopefully, we'll see you back next season for more of the same. Thanks, Cliff. Cheers. You've already said that Danny Hibbs have to keep throwing bodies forward, they have to keep going for goals. So, the first is understandable, the second. 
I think at that point, just because there's so much at stake and Hibs are still at that point still thinking, well, if we get seven, then we'll, we'll still get third. Um, and it's sort of just madness for about 15 minutes. Um, that second Rangers goal was probably the most avoidable of the three in the first half. A couple of kind of missed tackles and poor interceptions, but it's a clinical finish for Rossiter. It's a clinical finish and it's also a great through ball from Murphy as well. I mean, you see the replay back, Hanlon's toe must be less than an inch away from getting a touch on the ball. Um, those are the margins you're dealing with. I mean, it, it, was a, it was a great through ball and a great finish and it was you know, Rangers' second chance of the game and all of a sudden it's 3-2, absolutely, absolutely nowhere really. Um, so no, it was, a, it was a killer blow, but I said on, uh, on commentary as well that you know, it was so important for Hibs to really just forget about the six goals and just win the game. So, I mean, everybody can dream, but to beat Rangers 6-0... You know, is, is highly unlikely. It was just important. Just forget that, win the game. And but how can you fault a team playing so positively and you know just literally throwing the kitchen sink from the first minute? You, you can't be critical of that. Um, but by the same token, no team can keep up that intensity for 90 minutes um, without defending you know, really well and getting maybe a break. And you know, Hibs didn't particularly get either of those today. And you know that's why we, from a neutral point of view, you ended up with a with a thriller but um, you know, in terms of sealing the game out I don't think uh, you know any team wants to lose a three goal lead in any match With the, the second goal I think that yeah, you've already said it kills the hopes and dreams of the, the miraculous third place finish so you're kind of just looking to settle things down and win the game um, Rossiter gets booked Scott Allen gets booked then Effie Ambrose commits a foul in the edge of the box and I suppose you can't take anything away from Bruno Alves. It's, it's a great free kick, James. It's a fantastic strike. Um, and I think everybody knows that Bruno Alves has that ability. Um, you know, he's, he's lining one up. I think it's at, is it at five all right at the end when yeah, he lines one up. Time, yeah. And he, he hits it against the wall. And even at that one, which was at a, a diff, more difficult angle and 30 yards from goal, you kind of felt there was always a chance he might score it. Um, it's wonderful technique. It's a frustrating free kick to give away. Um, you know, the manner we give it away. Um, I think it's John McGinn, you know, I think gives away the ball in midfield. Um, Jamie Murphy picks it up. You know, I, I don't think Effie had his best game today, but he has to do something in that situation with Murphy bearing down on him. Um, he has to sort of basically just try and make the tackle. Ju- Murphy gets there sort of just ahead of him. Um, but yeah, like you say, you know, you can't kind of um, you can't fault the technique from Alves in in any way there um, it's a, a great free kick gives Marciano no chance and I mean at that point you're just completely deflated yeah I mean when it gets to half time three each what, what do you think that the message is from Neil Lennon and Danny is it just a case of right okay let's just compose ourselves everyone calm down and uh, we go out in the second half and uh, just do what we've done again in the first 20 minutes yeah I think so I think maybe not even do what we've done in the first minute just go and win the game you know end the season on a high note and no, that that what looked to be the the most scary thing is that you know, bar a, a great bit of character to, to score two late goals, it un, unthinkably Hibs could have lost this game. Um, I think uh, you know, again, the six goal swing it, it just kind of it kind of makes you disillusioned because you think oh, we need to score six goals. You know, Hibs didn't need to score six goals; they just need to go out and win the game in the second half. Um, and unfortunately, you know, it looked like it was going to be a really disappointing afternoon. Uh, Bar the you know the great comeback and uh, McLaren grabbing himself a hat trick. Yeah, it's um, it, it's a difficult team talk for Neil Lennon because you know we talked about after the Celtic game the fact that we kind of kept up that intensity for ninety minutes and it got us a two-one win. Um, 
you know, 20 minutes here, we keep up that intensity, we're 3-0 up, and then at half-time, you know, things have kind of dissipated a bit, it's 3-0. It's back to square one, but in, you know, in a weird way, the momentum's now with Rangers. Um, I think they can see that we're a bit more fragile defensively um, than they perhaps expected. They knew they were going to get chances. They end up you know, taking one of them quite well where we defend poorly and the other one, it takes a horrific deflection um, off a Rangers player. And I mean, Marcelo's got absolutely no chance because he's already diving. Um, it's just, it's one of those things really. Um, but you know, at the same time, I mean, we all hear kind of what was said in midweek. Um, it certainly didn't look like there was any hangover from that in the first 20 minutes. But again, you know, you kind of felt that at times our confidence was shot. I think that you, you know, you run the risk as if you go through the players at half time, you just end up making that worse. Um, obviously, we don't know what was said at, at half time, but it obviously took a little bit of time to sink in. Um, wasn't the best start to the second half, as to be said. But you know, after that, it was all about sort of showing kind of that mentality that Neil Lennon's brought to the club and, and grit and digging in and grinding out a point where it looks like we're not going to get anything yeah that's it I mean Hib started the second half fairly strongly Slivka had another good cross Bates done well to clear it um, McLaren had the chance to play in Canberra just it was the wrong decision um, and the chance breaks up but Rangers fourth probably in fact it was the poorest from Hib's point of view defensively you forget and amongst all this that Rangers were still playing for second place alright Aberdeen won at Parkhead but a Celtic equaliser and Rangers were, were second with, with a win today um, but we afforded so much space and kind of like the the third game of the season when we played Hamilton Ackies and they had their goal of the season nomination where they could they just picked the Rangers could have picked anyone to put that fourth goal away and I think it's Murphy in the end that does so yeah I mean uh, it really was uh, a role reversal I mean Hibs for a spell were all over the place in the same way as you know what Rangers were defensively in the first half um, it's just these small margins I remember Rangers getting that that first goal just sort of gave them belief they could get back into it um, and you know the, the whole momentum swung when, when they then you know got the third goal going into half time and they started the second half well and as you say um, the fourth goal is a really poor goal to concede it looked like the chance had gone when Cummins had a chance to sort of play it inside to Candias but managed to work it to, to Murphy who you know <laughs> then found Holt who seemed to have the freedom of the box and uh, again a little bit fortunate with, with a deflection but uh, as you say, there was uh, seemed to be a, a queue of players waiting to, to, to uh, finish off the opportunity, and you know from absolutely nowhere, uh, Hibs found themselves a goal down in a game where they, they looked like they could win by any margin at one point. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a disappointing one, and you know the similarities with the Hamilton goal are probably quite clear there. And in a way, it kind of felt that you know it was coming. Um, you could see that our, our confidence had taken a real knock. Um, you could see that. Rangers were, I think, high in confidence, if not in quality. Um, I have to say, you know, I think Rangers, in sort of spells today, I thought played quite well, up until they scored the fourth goal in the second half. I don't actually think they did that much, to be honest with you. No. A couple of half chances. I can't think of Marciano making any saves. Yeah, but he makes a decent one from Taverni at five three, I think, um, yeah, from yeah. the volley, and it just sort of goes over Windass's head. And one from Murphy as well. And yeah, one from Murphy. Away, yeah. Probably so much space. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of see that we just weren't at it at that point, you know. And whatever it was, we we just couldn't quite get ourselves set. We just couldn't quite get ourselves right. Rangers probably deserving of, of being ahead at that stage in the game. Yeah, and I've got <laughs> the sentence I've got written down is Windass goal sums the game up. In fact, McLaren's goal sums it up more. 
I think, who is it that takes the shot? Is it Holt, Holt, Holt takes the shot? Bounces off Josh Windass, completely wrong foot's Marciano. At that point, you're thinking, game over. People, there's a few people left. We've seen you sneaking out. Um, uh-huh. the, within about 60 seconds, maybe two minutes, Jamie McLaren, again, to go back to the can. Slivka, great composure in the edge of the box to, to slip in McLaren. And it's, it's just it's just a mental game. It is. It's, I mean, uh, psychologically, from his point of view, it's so difficult to find yourself 5-3 down in a game that you've been so dominant and and going 3-0 ahead and you know, I suppose that's what you know makes it all the more impressive that they, they managed to get something out of the game because at 5-3 down there's no chance of you finishing in third place How no matter how unrealistic it was beforehand but it would have been easy just to see the game out and, and you know finish the season on a bit of a low note um, but you know they, they rallied well and the fourth goal it's great play by Slivka and uh, absolutely brilliant finish, just uh, reversing the ball and you know giving the goalkeeper the eyes and he was rooted to the spot and you know almost uh, gave the Hibs fans the belief again that right actually it's our chance to, to come back. It really was. I mean, uh, I said on commentary as well, if it was a boxing match, it could have been stopped both times. It was just <laughs> blow for blow and uh, incredible game of football and uh, you know that that fourth goal um, by McLaren really. Uh, Probably got the belief back uh, amongst the crowd here that actually, you know, that there is something here for the taking. I think always think end of season games, you know, regardless of whether they're got anything riding on them or not, they kind of fall into two categories of being, you know, just really, really turgid and dull, um, or absolutely thrilling. Um, and I think obviously this is coming at that, that second category. I mean, both sides just kind of abandoned defending at that point. Um, there just wasn't really much point. Uh, lovely finish by uh, by McLaren. Um, and that that one's probably the most difficult to take. His header's good, um, but you know that one he's got to hit it first time. Um, he's got no chance to sort of steady himself, and he, he tucks it away right in the bottom corner. It's a really good finish. Yeah, and it's like you say about shapes. Here, I usually always try and keep up with like formation changes. And that didn't even try. Didn't yeah, even try. There was just <laughs> there was just players out there. Um, so not long after that, Danny McGregor. There's a there's a shot going in. McGregor blocks one. There's also one in the first half that FA stopped figuring in for Cummins. Um, six minutes for the end. Jason Holt sent off for a second yellow. I don't think he can have any complaints over either yellow card, can he? No, it was so it was actually so good to see him sent off for such a needless foul because these are the sort of fouls that happen time and time again. Pulling somebody's shirt, John McGinn's shirt, when there's no way of winning the ball. And, you know, quite rightly, a yellow card. The referee actually uh, done well to book a Rangers player for standing in front of a free kick as well. That uh, was Holt. You know, that was, was his that, first was that first yeah, yeah. There you go. And that, to, to be sent off for standing in front of a free kick and, you know, a, a tug of the shirt, which wasn't even a counter-attack, it's just the most pointless yellow card you'll ever see. But it was refreshing to see the referee show the yellow cards because, you know, they're blatant yellows and as a player it's so there's nothing more frustrating you know especially when those two things happen so um, not quite rightly sent off um, he probably had an early holiday booked and just was desperate to get away <laughs> so um, he'd, he'd done his bit managing to get himself on, on the score sheet so no, uh, obviously reduced Rangers to 10 men and no, allowed uh, Hibs to have one last push in the last five minutes Yeah I mean I think we kind of um, we touched upon Brendan Barker on Wednesday's podcast um, you know, we, we talked about that he probably didn't have his best game he was a little bit ineffective um, I actually thought when he came on today a couple of runs at the Rangers defence where he put them under pressure and nothing quite happened but then you know the one he does where something comes of it um, he completely outstrips Tavernier 
hits it across goal. I mean, Anik just he has to get something on it really. Um, I suppose it's you know, unlucky for him that it falls to Jamie McLaren, but great for us. Um, again, another another good finish. Actually, again, I thought he'd put it over the bar um, just because the angle we were sitting at. But you know, it goes in, and I mean, at that point, crowd just completely loses it. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it's it's funny because when Paul gets sent off. The crowd, I thought like both sets of fans were just completely burst. Yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes left. It's like when you're, you're at a gig and they start playing yeah. and you're just exhausted towards the end of it. Um, but that's, yeah, you're touching on the equaliser there. Barker just walked past Tavernier. But he likes, he was up and down the pitch all day. Yeah. So he'll have been he had a good game to be yeah. fair to him, Tavernier. I thought he was probably Rangers' best player. Definitely Rangers' best yeah. player. No, he played really well in fairness, tell me. No, captain as well today and he did lead by example he's sort of responsible for getting you know, Rangers back in the game and you know, throughout he, he done really well but I think all his attacking work just left him with nothing uh, nothing in the tank towards the, the end and probably one of the few players you'd want to come up against in that scenario is a, a fresh uh, player like Barker with you no know, pace to burn and you know, ultimately he just sort of walks by him and uh, allows, allows the cross to go in and you know, McLaren just seems to be that poacher that, that Hibs were looking for. It finds him in the right place at the right time and you know, a good finish. And now let's hear from Scott Allen speaking with Hibs TV after the game. Scott, where did it begin with that one? I think that's the way it's been since I've been here, 3-0 up. Goals, it's disappointing. I thought we were 3-0 up, but had, I think we had a chance after that. Could have been four. It could have been, it could have been something special, but listen. Five, ten goals in the last day of the season. It's, as long as we didn't lose, that was, that was massive for us today. Give the fans something to, to get excited about. It was, and it was an entertaining game of football, and it just I think it basically sums us up, to be honest. We knew we had to score goals, and the first 20 minutes we went all out to do that. And as you see, Rangers' first goal there, Stephen Whitaker's glanced the header from the corner. If that's gone in, it goes 4 nothing, and the roof comes off the place. Yeah. But we got caught a man over, and they got one back, and yeah. it changed the game a bit again. It's just, just how it is sometimes. Uh, obviously, f- f- from us, disappointing. Keep your forward, I do. You get the third, you think. Uh, I'll do the clock, it was maybe 20 minutes. I think, what a chance. What a chance we've got. Uh, disappointing in that sense, but an entertaining game of football. And I think everybody that came got their money's worth. Goals again. It's just about, obviously, keeping, keeping some of the squad together, and that'll be massive in the next year. Obviously, from your own point of view, we know your situation going back to Celtic as it stands just now but I think the way that you've approached your spell here at Hibs suggests that you like being here yeah love, I've said numerous times love every minute here Adam I think I've I think I've become a better player since I came back this, this second time I've added goals to my game uh, work rate all day type of things under under the gaffer and it's it's really been beneficial for me and I've said that the fans have, have took to me again and, and that's, uh, that's a big plus from our point of view it's been a, a real good season, you know, if someone had offered us fourth place at the start of the season we'd probably have bitten their arm off for that. It's a bit unfortunate, we had the opportunities for second and third, but nobody should be too disappointed about the first season back up from the Championship. No, fourth place, we know who the players in there, we were good enough to finish second, got our games, we 2-0 come on, uh, there's a chance to go 3-0 in the day, we a chance to go. It's, it's just disappointing looking back, but listen, it's, that's, the, the clubs came forward tenfold since, since I was last year, and that's I think that's down to the manager, down to Leanne and, and George, and, and most of all the players at the, uh, 
they've recruited and that, that's, that's massive considering where the club was four, four years ago. And you saw Neil's reaction today when we got the fifth goal there, the equaliser, despite yeah. his disappointment from Wednesday, that shows what it means to him. Yeah, I, I think that, that's the way all he's felt. That's, we, we, we're probably the ones that they thought, listen, we, we, can, we can score five goals, we can score six goals. Get five, and if we got, got to half time, 3 0, second half, the raise the roof. But listen, it's one of the days, and entertaining my football, and you can't ask for much more. Absolutely, so that's it for the season. Yep. Anywhere planned nice for the summer? Yeah, I've got a few holidays, uh, but I was meant to be going one tonight, but I need to go and get this x ray. So, mm, what, what actually happened? Just landed on my wrist, awkwardly in the corner. Uh, pitch is hard underneath, so I don't see how that goes, but like I said, uh, Time to, time to disconnect and enjoy it with family and friends. Fingers crossed you've not done too much damage and fingers crossed we might see you back here in a yeah. week shot. Again, yeah. all the best for the close season. Thank Scott, thanks for your efforts. Been a pleasure. Thank you. McLaren was called up to the Provisional Australia squad for the World Cup this week. So um, he's certainly done his chances, no harm. I would have thought for a team like Australia, you would that's the kind of player you would dream of having. This kind of poacher who's just there to pick up any scraps that are going. And he'll certainly done his chances of going to... Russia, absolutely no harm whatsoever. No, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, if uh, you're in the divisional squad going into the last game of the season and you score a hat trick, I think if he doesn't go, he can, uh, you know, he can, he can sleep easy knowing that he done everything he could. I think as a player, that's all you ask. Is you, know, you give yourself a chance. You last thing you want to do is, you know, come come away feeling as if I maybe could have done a bit more. You know, I don't think he could have done any more. Um, at the same time, uh, you know, I'd like to probably think that Australia will probably. Only play with the one up front, which which maybe makes his chances a little bit more difficult. Um, I don't know, f- fingers crossed that you know, the, the, the the coaching staff and the management were, were looking at this today because um, if they're looking for a, a poacher around the box, then I, I can't imagine there's too many uh, better options than him right now. I mean, he has he's done all he can since he's he's come here. You know, he came here from Darmstadt under the provision under the provision that he was going to be playing um, first team football um, and under the proviso that you know he wasn't getting that in Germany he's been given you know chances here and he's taken them um, you have to say you know even if today <laughs> again it sounds bizarre to say it where he scored a hat trick he's probably not had his best game um, I think he's shown enough in in your know, games leading up to this uh, this one that you know might suggest that he's he's more than capable of, of playing at the World Cup um, he knows where the net is. He's scored some fantastic goals, and he's you know, scored some crucial goals as well. Um, I think he deserves it. Again, you know, I don't know enough really about the Australian squad to to say that. Um, like Danny says, you suspect that they'll probably only play with one up front. But if they are needing a goal in the last minute of the game, and they do need a poacher. I mean, Jamie McLaren for them is probably as good as it gets. Yep. So uh, looking ahead now. Um, the Scottish Cup final is massive for us next week. Um, I I feel kind of bad. I'm going with my mate who's a Motherwell fan, so I'll be in the Motherwell end, and I will secretly be now be cheering Celtic on because uh, a Europa League place is, is at stake perhaps if Celtic win, and uh, that's it's another potentially huge opportunity for for this squad to to go into Europe at the start of next season. Yeah, I think there's you know there's, there's a good chance as well. I mean. Uh, Probably the, the result for Celtic today maybe goes in their favour because how many times do you see Celtic lose two games in a row domestically? You know, probably not very often. And I think uh, for Celtic's point of view, they've been winding down for a long time. I think probably with an eye on this final because uh, this is what their season's all about. Winning two trophies is is not a success when you look at last season. So to win the double treble is uh, you know everybody's going on about that. That is uh, the only thing Celtic can probably do to you know uh, make this a season to remember um, so I've no doubt that 
know, Brendan Rodgers will have his side firing for next week, which you know should 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 bode well for Hibs. I mean, it's, a, it's going to be a difficult game um, for Celtic. Motherwell are a good side. Um, they're a determined side. Um, I think you've, from the, what I've seen of them this season against Aberdeen in the semi-final at Hamden, I thought they were excellent and thoroughly deserved to win. Um, I thought they were excellent against Rangers in the semi-final of the League Cup. Um, they came here, albeit with Louis Moult, um, earlier in the season and drew two all um, and were very good on that day, possibly deserved to win the game. You know, they gave us a really good game at Fir Park. They gave us a good game here, actually. Um, what was it, February it's or something? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, they've replaced Louis Moult now with, with Curtis Main, who looks like a, a good player, I have to say. Um, but so Celtic are not going to find it easy, but as Danny says, you know, their eyes are going to be firmly focused on uh, on getting that double treble. You just kind of, from a Hems perspective, you have to hope they, they turn up on the day. I don't like I said I don't think it's going to be an easy game for them, but they should have enough about them to win it. Um, obviously, from our point of view, it's it's a little bit disappointing. You know, that it's not in our own hands, and we are relying on, on other teams to do it. But you know, any way into to Europe is a good way into Europe. Uh, I think if you you said um, you know Celtic only need to beat a bottom six team to yeah, to get to, right, to get you into Europe, you right, would take yeah. it because I, I think there could be as much as Motherwell can be a good team on on their day. The, the league table doesn't lie and. I think there'd be five or six teams who uh, you would fear would give Celtic, you know, more problems than, than what Motherwell was, and I fully expect Celtic to win. Yeah, and I think just on a on a final note, um, I think the best thing about that equaliser was that it meant the fans are going home happy. Yeah. They they stayed behind, the players done the lap of honour, and the supporters have been every bit as incredible as the team. And uh, I'm struggling to think of a, a more enjoyable season as a Hibs fan. I don't know about don't know about you, James. Yeah, I mean, it's. As a Hibs fan, you know, there are very few seasons I can remember where, from start to finish, I've enjoyed it. Um, I mean, there's been rough patches here and there. Um, there's been the odd sort of run where we haven't won in a couple of weeks, and there's been the odd sort of performance where you've sat down and thought it was chronically bad. Um, as not not the here. season, that, not any time Danny was here. Was, <laughs> not any time Danny was here. There plenty of times when I was here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem. We need um, to appreciate these times. But you know, looking at the season as a whole, we've gone to Ibrox twice and won. Um, we've won two derbies here. We've beaten Celtic here. We've beaten Aberdeen. We've beaten all the sort of top sides in the the country. We've been to Hamden. Um, we've rounded the season off with two home games where we scored ten goals and conceded eight. Um, it's been exciting from start to finish. It's been exciting to be in the position we've been in for as long as we've been in it, um, and, and fighting for those places and. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like I say, we talked about sort of five, ten years' time looking back over the early part of this game. You think in sort of five, ten years' time, people are going to be looking back at this season and, and ranking it up there with some of the best that we've had in this division. Definitely record points, uh, I believe, in, a, in all, probably at least a decade. So no, I think it's important not to look at the season in isolation in terms of the last game or the last couple of games and you finish where you deserve and you know Hibs have had a really positive season and their, their, their back, uh, first season back in the top flight so that'll do us for this week's episode subscribe now to Radio Hibs through SoundCloud or iTunes to ensure you never miss a show going forward extended highlights from Sunday are now available and indeed all this season's other games as well as a huge archive of other classic matches videos and DVDs all on Hibs TV to get your Hibby fix over the summer so that's it for this season. My huge thanks to James Delaney, Danny Gobraith and all other contributors to the show. A massive thanks to all of you listening across the globe in your thousands. Enjoy your summer, enjoy the World Cup and come back in July and we'll do it all over again.